Wireless Chronicle is a digital research and media project as well as an historical archive that documents prison uprisings, protests, strikes, and other disturbances within jails, prisons, and detention centers in the U.S. and Canada. Check us out at PerilousChronicle.com and follow us on Twitter, at PerilousPrisons. Today, we have an interview with Marcos Doran a detainee at the Adelanto Ice Processing Center, who participated in a hunger strike at the facility in early April, and Lisbeth Mateo, an immigration attorney who represents Doran. Later in the program, we have a group audio statement from detainees at the Ote Mesa Detention Center, who are on hunger strike demanding sanitation measures in response to COVID-19. A series of hunger strikes have occurred in the Adelanto Ice Processing Center, involving an estimated 100 to 180 detainees. The strikers are protesting the lack of basic sanitation and their continued confinement during a global pandemic that continues to claim the lives of incarcerated people across the country. Adelanto is owned and operated by GEO Group under contract with Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE. The initial hunger strike began on April 5th and unit W3A, B, and D and involved 120 to 180 detainees. Lo que pasa es que el lunes acá en Adelanto iniciamos una huelga de hambre, pero en las noticias What happened is that on Monday here in Adelanto, we began a hunger strike. However, in the Tuesday news, there was no information regarding the hunger strike in Adelanto. I don't know if something changed because that day the guards were listening. Afterwards, we spoke with lawyers and they told us that this was not good because we are prisoners that nobody cares about. Also, the guards here don't wear masks regardless of the virus. We know that it is contagious and that is difficult for us. Here, there's not much cleaning being done. They clean the tables once a day and sometimes they run out of soap. We don't have soap. We don't have shampoo to eat. They put approximately 50 to 60 of us at once in the dining room. The spaces are very small. In the sleeping quarters, sometimes up to eight people sleep in one room. Only one bathroom for eight people. For me, that is not right. Lisbeth Mateo, an immigration attorney who represents Doran, spoke to us about the conditions at Adelanto. My client um, is currently detained at the Adelanto Detention Center, and I received a call from him last. Monday, um, in which he essentially told me that uh, he had joined a hunger strike with um, about 60 other people that were housed in the same pod as him because they they were concerned that they were being uh, they could be potentially exposed to COVID-19. They heard from other detainees um, that there have been at least two people that were taken to the hospital a couple of days prior to, or yeah, a couple of days prior to the hunger strike starting. And those individuals exhibited symptoms of COVID-19, but they were very concerned. My client was very concerned because uh, there were no precautions being taken by by the guards, by the staff at um, Adelanto. Um, some of them will come in um, into the pods and essentially have contact with um, other other detainees without any masks, without any gloves. There were there was a lack of soap, there was a lack of soap and shampoo and um, things that they could use to wash their hands or to even just shower. They were not the guards and the staff at uh, Adelanto were not cleaning 
the common areas as regularly as, as they should, and they were still expected to go and eat in a in a large group, um, and so social distancing was not um, possible for them. And what were the strikers' demands? Um, yeah, among the things that they were asking for, I mean, well, first of all, they all wanted to, to get released. They wanted to be able to go home and, and be with their families. But um, I think one of the most important asks they had was for for the guards to actually, um, for the facility to take steps to make sure that they were not being exposed to the virus. Uh, there was a lack of information. Like I said, they were not provided gloves or um, uh, masks or anything that would allow them to protect themselves um, and protect others. And more importantly, there was really no space for them to to exercise social distancing. Um, they, they knew what the what the CDC had suggested. They were watching the news, but there was just no way of doing all of those things, following all those um, all those recommendations in a detention center. So they were asking for um, essentially the ability to practice social distancing, if, and if that meant um, having people released, well, then people should be released. Um, but at the very least, they wanted to have the tools to be able to, you know, wash their hands, clean, um, um, clean the areas that they were supposed to be um, clean on a regular basis, and then have access to shampoo and soap, which often run out, and so there will be they would go on for days without any shampoo, without any any soap. Um, there was no hand sanitizer. There was no um, uh, wipes that they could use to clean, um, you know, in their hands or just clean the areas where they would eat, where they would yeah eat or just sit and um, wait for time to pass. Essentially, <clears throat> we also asked Marcos what his demands were and what he was most concerned about. What happens is that here we run out of soap and shampoo. If we don't have it, they might give it to us the next day. Since there are many of us, we often run out of soap and shampoo. We don't have any. Also, since we are many, here it is like a time bomb, which at any moment can explode, and all of us will become ill. After getting sick, it is possible that some of us can lose our lives. The strike ended some time later that week after the local news broadcast a statement from ICE denying the existence of a hunger strike. After seeing the coverage, the detainees called off this initial strike. What my client at least was very um, frustrated about was that they kept watching the news and they could, be, they could see reports of um, the detention center and ICE essentially saying, no, there's no, um, there's no hunger strike happening, things are, are, are okay here. According to the American Prospect, on April 10th, dozens of detainees in Unit W-4, a different unit than the one Marcos is being held in, began a separate hunger strike and commissary boycott. Over the course of the next five days, the strike spread throughout the unit, involving more than 100 detainees. ICE spokesperson Alex Arpons confirmed that two detainees are currently hunger striking at Adelanto. ICE does not recognize hunger strikes until a detainee has missed nine consecutive meals. Pons denied all allegations of lack of sanitation at the facility. According to the American Prospect, GEO Group staff met with representatives of the strikers to negotiate. 
Staff members included the warden and a lieutenant, as well as the facility nurse and head of psychology. The negotiation did not satisfy the strikers, who have decided to continue their strike. One detainee who spoke with the American prospect did state, however, that guards who enter his pod now wear masks. Despite this small improvement, supporters still fear that the lives of detainees at Adelanto and across the country are at risk. It is very frustrating to to know that my client um, is still detained. I have two clients who are detained in a facility in an immigration facility now who um, should be home, should be with their families, and it's I, I don't have access to them in what they tell me about the lack of uh, basic precautions, the lack of care for the for their health and, and well-being is very frustrating. I mean, it's just a matter of time for um, if this continues like this, for more people to die in those facilities. And it's um, as an as an immigration attorney, um, we've already seen a lot of human rights violations against our clients. And during this pandemic, I mean, this is the last thing that our, their families need, and we're trying to do our best to get them released. But um, ISIS is still um, trying to do business as usual as if this pandemic wasn't like killing people, some people who don't even have any medical conditions. On April 17th, detainees at the Ote Mesa Detention Center in San Diego, California, announced a hunger strike. The immigration support group, Pueblo Sin Fronteras, put out a press release about the strike. Immigrants detained in Otay Mesa Detention Center are going on hunger strike today to demand their immediate release in order to prevent the ICE immigrant prison from becoming a death camp. Today, the dozens of people detained in J-Pod of the detention center will join over 100 people who began hunger strikes in V-Pod and H-Pod yesterday. Otay Mesa Detention Center is run by the for-profit prison company Core Civic, which tried to force detained immigrants to sign a contract last week, releasing them of liability for health problems related to COVID-19 as a condition for receiving face masks. And over 20 people there have tested positive for COVID-19 between detained immigrants and core civic employees. Many of the detained people refused to sign the contracts, and when they expressed their frustration, prison guards threatened them and then attacked them with pepper spray. Immigrant rights organizations, including Otay Mesa Detention Resistance, have organized solidarity actions, including car rallies and phone call campaigns, to demand that ICE release everyone detained at the facility, where healthcare is abysmal and myriad human rights violations have occurred even before the pandemic overwhelmed the facility's capacity to provide even the most basic treatment. Pueblo Sin Fronteras also released the following audio statement from detainees on hunger strike at the facility. My name is Edgar Gransky. I'm detained here in Lima Prod at Otay Mesa Detention Center. We're immigrants united for one cause. We want our voices to be heard. We are afraid of our lives. 
We're asking for immediate release of all detainees due to the outbreak of COVID-19 inside Otay Mesa Detention Center. Our lives are in danger, in danger, especially the lives of detainees who have pre-existing medical conditions, including diabetes, tuberculosis, asthma, and cancer. The staff come in and out of this facility, and that, that is the way that this virus could find its way into our housing units. Some staff wear masks, but not at all times. Some don't. Gloves are not continually worn by staff. We have never seen a staff member or a correctional officer wash their hands. It is impossible to fully exercise social distancing in this place, and it's just a matter of time before we are all exposed to COVID-19. It is not a question of if, but rather when we are exposed, medical care is not equipped to handle this pandemic even before the outbreak, we all have experienced poor medical care at best. Medical issues and medical grievances have been ignored. Medical here has shown deliberate indifference before the COVID-19 outbreak and continue their downward spiral. There are detainees here at Park who have not been tested for COVID-19, even though they have been showing symptoms. There are at least five people here who are sick and medical has done nothing about it except give them salt and water and instruct them to stay hydrated. Okay, the staff provided us with one-time use surgical mask five days ago and we were required to sign for it. There were no copies provided in, our, in other languages and the people who didn't speak English and asked for, for copies in their language were denied and left without a mask. Gloves are not even given to the potporters who slave cleaning all day long for just $1. The rules posted on the walls say that is not a requirement. Please help us. DHS and Court Civic do not care about our lives. And one of the detainees here was told just that by a nice officer named Flores. The detainee, the detainee voiced his concerns about the COVID-19 outbreak and the way medical is handled and the way medical handles it, saying he was afraid for his life. And Flores replied, and I quote, oh, well, we're all going to die someday, unquote. I need, indeed, we are, but we do not want to die in here. There are already over 20 confirmed COVID-19 cases at Otay Mesa Detention Center, and we are afraid for our lives. Prior to the lockdown, under which we remain since April 3rd, we were already limited by the resources available to help us fight our cases. Now we are completely isolated from any potential help, including professional legal help through a program called LOP, Legal Orientation Program, which was canceled until further notice due to COVID-19. Yet we are reminded at every court hearing that we're detained at significant government expense. Therefore, the court proceedings are hurried on and any kind of postponement is impossible to obtain. Some of the deportation cases are based on criminal convictions, and while the immigration courts remain open, the criminal courts stay closed, therefore eliminating an avenue of potential post-conviction relief for some, the only avenue of relief available. Please hear our voices and spread the word of the injustices we're faced with. Thanks to those who provided translation and other assistance and the Pueblo Sin Fronteras for recording this statement from the Otemesa detainees. 
Much appreciation to Lisbeth Mateo and Marcos Duran for talking to us and to Pete John and Malamente for the music. And thanks to the many supporters who have been working to help prisoners and detainees get their stories out, and to all those sending us information and shipping in to help us keep up, and to all the prisoners and detainees across the country and around the world doing whatever they can right now to fight for their lives. <laughs>